Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here with David Henderson. How are you doing today, David? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good, good. Enjoying the sunshine. Oh, is it sunny? I'm in my office. You are tucked in. Yeah. I have no idea what the weather's like outside. Yeah, the no weather zone. (laughs) Yep. Um, Today we are going to be discussing your sermon from this past Sunday, Encourage One Another from 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, which says, mm, I didn't write it down verbatim. It says, encourage one another and build each other up. Okay. That's what I had it. That's what I had written down. And I was like, but I don't think that's quite right. I think yesterday in our, um, in our staff gathering yesterday morning, Andrew had a different version on the paper that he had passed out when we talked about it. And I was like, Oh, that's not what I had written down. So that's kind of what threw me off. (laughs) So, um, So yeah, encourage one another and build each other up. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I have to, I have to admit that I tend to be guilty of when I think of encourage that word, I think of those platitudes, the niceties, the easy things to say um, that you talked about in your sermon on Sunday that, is what the world expects of encourage. Yeah. It's, it's funny, Rachel McLeod and I had a great exchange um, just that week uh, where she said something like, I really like your shirt. And I said, that, and we have a playful relationship. I said, thank you so much. It is my highest goal in life to be affirmed for my shirts. And she said, well, you've got a great game going with your shirts. And then she said, you might want to aspire to something a little bit higher. It was great. I loved it. Um, yeah, you know, you're exactly right. And that was one of the reasons I raised that at the beginning of this uh, message is, is I think there are the kind of two versions of that. One is people complimenting us on things that really it's like, well, okay, I didn't have much to do with that, or that isn't that big of a deal. Or these kind of just blanket platitudes that really ring false with us. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting that our, even our languages has moved all shifted all to superlatives. Oh. You know, it's, um, I just was getting my order taken for a to-go meal and somebody kept saying perfect when I would say uh, your credit card number and I'd say perfect. Uh, what, would, what kind of pizza do you want? Perfect. It's like, wow. And, that, uh, you know, and people saying amazing in response to things that are just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so everything is all kind of to this extreme point in our language where and, and I think that contributes to it all feeling a little bit false. Yeah. You're the best. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm worth it. I, right. You know, so which, yeah. which makes the, the, this whole biblical idea of encouraging is so different than that. And I think it's mm-hmm. really helpful to kind of separate those out. I found that your visual of the buttress mm. was so helpful. And just a hint, if you happen to be with us live right now, 
in our e-news this week, I got pictures. I put a picture of flying buttresses because that's what came to my mind when you started talking about buttresses. I was like, I immediately flashed back to like junior high or high school, probably junior high, learning about flying buttresses on the yeah. cathedrals in Europe. And I found a great picture. So, and I just thought that's such a great image of leaning in and, and supporting and, and strengthening yeah. the church yeah. and, and each other. And that whole kind of coming alongside and part of what's fascinating, you know, I think we tend to think in our, the way our culture has framed it, that helping each other or needing help is, is a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating is the most beautiful churches on the planet are the ones with flying buttresses where the, the support being offered from outside is prominently visible. It's a central feature of the architecture. And I think that should be a central feature of our architecture as a church, mm -hmm. as a people of God, is that, that leaning in, coming alongside, leaning in, supporting each other should just be a central Mm -hmm. It's part of what we do. It's part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And I find that um, for me, and I, because as you're also thinking, talking about this idea, I realize that I do this, but on a very um, and kind of, now I've, I've lost my word, um, inconsistent way, right? So I'm thinking if I'm seeing someone in person who I've who I know I haven't seen for a while, or I've never seen them in person. I only met them online. Um, then as I preparing to go see them, I'm thinking about them and about where they are in their life and, you know, and, and praying for them. And, and God usually gives me a word, like even just a word. Um, most recently I told my friend, I, God just keeps pressing on me weight. And I don't know if that's for me or if that's for you, but that's kind of the word that comes to mind. Um, it, and it's, it's like, there's a special kind of something that happens when, when you have that connection with someone else. And it just has never occurred to me that I probably need to consider doing that on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, and that does kind of hop us towards the end of the message, but, you know, part of it, it was fun for me to just look at these, encourage one another up and build one another up passages side by side and see some of the common ground. But one specifically is encourage one another daily. And I thought that that should be part of my daily practice. And it is, I don't know if you've found this as you've gone through this week and had a chance to do this. And those of you who are listening, but when I'm regularly encouraging other people, my whole spiritual life deepens. I, I'm more attentive to what God is doing. I'm receiving the people around me more as a gift than as a whatever, as a problem or just not noticing them or, you know, mm -hmm. they, they, um, I see them differently. Mm -hmm. But then also that, that challenge um, that I put in front of us that next Sunday when we gather for worship, that that's the only thing we would think about is mm -hmm. that in anticipation of our coming together, what, how can I pray for everybody else? How can I anticipate being with everybody else? How can I structure my schedule for the sake of everybody else? And, and wow, what might God do with that? Yeah. So that's kind of okay. hopping ahead, but yeah, know, which is all so different than what a nice job they did on your fingernails or, 
uh, is that a new dress? <laughs> cool car. Or yeah, exactly. Whatever it is. Yeah. 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 It is a different level of, of thinking about and considering the people along on our path. Yeah. Um, and I, I, in fact, it was interesting how God works, right? I was listening to a podcast this morning while I was exercising and they were talking about practicing the presence of people and seeing people for people and not objects and seeing, you know, faces and face to face. And I was like, wow, that, that really dovetails into, into what I, what I want to be practicing this week. Um, and encouraging others and building others up. And that's one of the uh, things that has struck me in this, in planning this sermon series is that the one and others seem to be sort of cumulative. They, as we practice them, there's kind of a starting point and then the next and the next. And it, it's this further in and deeper down way that we relate to each other where, where the first ones are just, I notice you, I greet you, I acknowledge you, I give you eye contact, I learn your name, I ask you a question. And then we go a little bit further in, and I actually consider our time together, your time rather than my time. And I'm putting you ahead of me. And I start to, I start to sacrifice what's most convenient for me in the moment for the sake of what's best for you in the moment. And then I become attentive to your needs and what your, uh, what, what might best serve you. So I figure out how to serve you, how to encourage you. And then, and then things may get hard between us, but because of this loving one another that we're doing, this this arc of one anothering, uh, now I'm at a place where because you matter, because I see you as a whole person, because God is at work in your life and in mine too, and between us, um, we can do the living together thing. Our hurting each other doesn't have to be fatal. We can mm. we can stay in this together and experience forgiveness and grace and unity and and uh, and be the family, the brothers and sisters in Christ together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love when it says, when you talked about building each other up, I, I don't know, it just had never occurred to me that it was a, um, that the found that it was an, it was an opportunity. That's the word I was looking mm. for. It's an opportunity to participate in what God is already doing. And so it's not up to me or to you or to any one of us to build each other to completion, but it's just to, um, to participate and to, uh, you know, hammer that nail in or fix that board or, you know, flash the window or whatever it is you do when you're building a house. Yeah. Um, but it's God's creation. We just get to help. Yeah. And, and then that suddenly makes us an encouraging thing about where you started this conversation. It takes encouraging one another from shallow platitudes that really don't make a difference for more than 12 minutes in our lives. And then life happens again and we lose sight of that. But instead, it's this being part of this incredible kingdom project that God is doing on the inside of each of us, forming Christ in us and weaving us together, strengthening us, building us up to maturity. It's this incredible thing that is worth the living of our lives, the giving of ourselves to in life. And so we've talked about this in conversations past, but more and more, I'm persuaded that the only legitimate way for me ever to see another person is to see God in the picture with them. 
And just as the only way for me to ever understand myself truly is to see God in the picture with me. Mm. Uh, I, I don't have worth and value in and of myself as a person that God has created and whom God has redeemed. I have incredible value. I, I don't have um, res- I don't have identity that I establish based on what I've accomplished or what I've done, but my identity in Christ is what determines um, who I am. He's, he's so, you know, to, so then in the same way, we turn that around the other way and just exactly what you were saying, when I see you as this person created by God, I'm including God in the picture with you. Yeah. And suddenly my encouragement becomes so powerful because I'm going, wait, do you, do, are, are you seeing what I'm seeing? These ways that God's at work in you, these things that w- these places where God's maturing your faith and deepening you, these places where I see him using you in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. And then when someone reflects that back to us, it's like, really? I, no, I don't see that. Thank you for holding that in front of me. That's so encouraging. Right. I mean, because we're so close to it. Yeah. Like it's just. You know, I was just thinking um, 2020 was a year of huge growth for me. And then here we are in 2021. I'm in the midst of this move. You know, we're moving our family just across the river, <laughs> not very far. But okay. um, but it's it, it's really, really hard on me to move. And so I'm feeling like, oh, yeah, like I, I'm not growing. I am I'm drifting backward. The current is taking me out <laughs> yeah. of life. Right. And so it, it is super encouraging to hear like, no, you're not a lost cause. <laughs> right. It's a season <laughs> and you will get back in and it will be a good and it will be okay. And you are, you're doing okay right now. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, the, the, the combination of the invisibility of God and the, 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 continuing brokenness of our world means we will always lose sight of what God is doing. You know, is you walk in, there is no small move. It doesn't matter if you're just moving across the river, you may as well be moving across the country. It's a move is a move. It's overwhelming. And then we get stuff comes out from us and we go, that's not how I wanted to respond. (laughs) Where did that come um, from? (laughs) Yeah. And we lose track of God or maybe go days without just stopping and having prayer time or time in the word. And in those moments, it is, Um, it's just so easy to lose sight of them. And then when others come alongside of us and go, here's how I see Jesus in you. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so, so deeply encouraging. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I, um, yeah, I, I'm just, was thinking about your challenges from the end of the sermon this past week. And I was like, okay, today I can encourage someone. And then I forgot. <laughs> and, um, but it, it is so helpful to have the reminder that, you know, just even in the morning when I'm having, when I'm reading my devotional or having my quiet time, just to be praying or opening my planner and praying through who am I going to see today? And God, what, what might I need to say to them or what may you want to say to them through me? Um, yeah, exactly. I, I think that could, I mean, not, I can't say that I've done it yet, but it seems to me if I'm approaching, you know, my occasional encounters with friends in that manner, if I approach my daily encounters, it could have a huge impact. 
Yes, completely. And, and I think um, making the practice of I'm going to try to encourage someone each day and I'm going to have a checklist and try to think of who it's going to be. You know, those are kind of like training wheels mm. to form habits and patterns for us that as we get a little farther along in this practice, just are part of the way that God keeps turning us out towards others where mm-hmm. more and more, it will be the case that I consider you more important than me, that I consider this your time rather than my time, that I actually see this moment as a divine appointment where I get to encourage you and cheer you on and, and listen and look for God with you in this moment. And, and more and more those just become habits of the heart that are about that. I mean, it, it's, it seems like at, at the core of, of our entrusting ourselves to Jesus is this pivot that knocks us back out of the center mm-hmm. and lets God and others occupy that center. And I think there's a one-time decision and then there's a 1200 times a day um, re-deciding of that decision mm-hmm. in every encounter we have, in every errand we have, in every spare moment we have, in every task of work we have. And in every interruption we have. That's exactly. And more and more, it's just, all right, who is at the center of this mm-hmm. and who really does matter? Mm-hmm. And so it will, I think it, it's so exciting when we get to the place where these things become more and more, we get to the point where, well, of, of course I think about it's Sunday morning. So I'm praying for the rest of the church. Of course mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm, I'm already planning my schedule. I'm thinking on Friday, how can I come into Sunday free and available to love people. I'm, I'm already praying on my way to church. God, who are, who are you going to bring me alongside of today? Who do I get to talk to today to encourage, to be mm-hmm. there for them? And, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how the message that you bring to the people of God will be an encouragement to us today. Instead of checklists, does it meet my needs? Is it what I want to hear? Is it, isn't Tim Keller better on this than this guy is? And you know, that all that, it just totally shifts every aspect of uh, how we see and how we think. And, mm-hmm. and, and even there, it's so encouraging that that same acknowledgement that you just said, Michelle, that God is at work in everybody. Well, he is at work in me too. So those things are things he's forming in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have to muster that up. We can practice and try. And, yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. We don't have to. And I love that. We don't have to muster it up. We don't have to be the architect right? We're not. Architect and builder. Yeah, we can't. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. By the grace of God. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We can resign from that role. (laughs) Thank God. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Is there anything else that you would like to um, leave with us today before we close? Well, um, the one thing I was thinking about was, you know, I started the message by sharing about my friend, David Etheridge and Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the people who are, who are listening uh, today or when they, when they turn to this um, will be familiar with my covenant group. For others, that may be more of an unfamiliar idea. But I, um, I was thinking a lot this week uh, in, or this past week in anticipation of this message about the role that that covenant group has played in my life. Because it has been um, a kind of a subset community where we've been able to 
deeply practice some of these one another's with each other. Mm. And we've had some really challenging conflict we've had to sort through. And we've had uh, lots of times where it's okay in this moment it comes down to, am I thinking about me or am I thinking about you? And, and in 30 years of life together, we've had the chance to come to know each other so deeply that the words of encouragement that come to me from my covenant group brothers mean as much as any words of encouragement I get from anywhere mm. uh, because I'm so deeply known. And when you are deeply known, then for someone to affirm you. So Danny's texting me from the airport, um, David, these are six things. I mean, he's been my, my closest friend for a quarter of a century and, mm. and still he's finding new things to celebrate and appreciate in me. And it was so deeply moving for me, not just, wow, I feel good about myself, but it really um, has given me occasion to think more deeply and to notice more deeply what God's up to in my life. So um, I, I think God means for that experience that I've had with my covenant group, I mean, that's really what the church is meant to be every week for us, mm. that, that place where we are known and known deeply and, and pursued with that kind of intentionality and celebrated and delighted in and, and, and what's hard. I mean, we all have people in the covenant group we connect with deeply and others we go kind of, I'm not sure how to relate to you, but you know, we stay in there with each other and, mm -hmm. and we work at that. And so I'm just struck by the, um, the profound riches of that gift that God has given me and the replicability of that. I mean, I really think that God would want all of us to say about our own local church, about covenant. That's what I experienced there. Mm. Um, how richly woven together our lives are, how I delight in you, my sister, my brother in Christ. Um, what a joy it is for me to come together with you every Sunday morning um, for your sake to be a part of noticing and celebrating what God's doing in their life. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, it's something to aspire to and to work towards, to pay attention to God's moving us in that direction. Hmm. And, and it's also, like you said, you've had those, deep conflicts in your covenant group. So it's not, it's not heaven on earth. No. Right. Because we still all have our sinful natures. Yep. So um, yeah, that's exactly right. All this is foretaste. Right. Yeah, of the right. kingdom to come. Yeah. yeah. But within the colony of heaven, we get those foretastes and. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And how sweet those foretastes are. Yes. They are very sweet. Indeed they are. And on that note, we are going to say goodbye. Right. Joy to be with you, Michelle, <laughs> and with, with all you. of you, Kevin and family. Yes. Thank you.